Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, and yes, it's another special edition of the show, an emergency podcast. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We're here to talk about the Browns, and man, this headache never, ever ends as the process continues from the CBA, and if you read the CBA or you knew what the process was, you shouldn't be surprised. Deshaun Watson uh, had a six-game suspension that was implemented earlier this week by Judge Sue L. Robinson. And the league has decided to appeal essentially to themselves. So the six-game suspension is up in the air right now. Um, unless, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how it changes. That. I, I mean, I don't know how it doesn't change. So, Daryl, let's start with the news of the day today that the league has decided to appeal, which I think is interesting, too, because they appealed today and didn't wait until tomorrow at 9 because Truthfully, I, I I think it was a better idea because all the Hall of Fame festivities and the celebration of football. But this is not a celebration. Is it bad that I already feel like Clark Griswold and I'm saying, holy bleep, where's the Tylenol <sighs> when it comes to Deshaun Watson? I thought you were going to say, hey, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. Hey, kids, no. Big Ben, Parliament, because we are on a circle that just keeps going around and around and around. And the feeling is now that... I, 
I, well, I don't know. You tell me what the feeling is. I, I think he's done for the season, but that's there's me. no end in sight. That's the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> there's no insight because I think the NFL will come down and say you're suspended for the for the season or you're suspended for X number of games. We're going to take a ton of money out of your pocket. Uh, you're going to have to uh, get some treatment, even though Deshaun Watson specifically has said he has done nothing wrong. He does not need treatment because he does not have a problem. Um, it's interesting that the NFL and Sue L. Robinson do not feel like Deshaun Watson has shown any remorse whatsoever regarding this situation. And yet the Cleveland Browns and the Haslam family decided to put out a statement on Monday in which they said that Deshaun Watson has been remorseful over all this. So, yeah, there's that aspect of it. But yeah, it's, it's it's just it's a never ending. It, this is going to go on a long time because even when the NFL drops the hammer on Deshaun Watson, which is coming, right? It, this feels like. So let me let me go through the process here because I, I need help here. Is the league going to come back with a decision? And then listen to the decision, or does no, no, no? So uh, like, I'm, I can walk me through the process because both sides get to argue now that there's an right. appeal on one side, and then the other question is, does the NFLPA need to appeal now? Because if courts are looking at this down the road, they'll say, well, why didn't you use the appeal process that you had in place? Right. Well, and the, the NFLPA has until Friday to respond. Okay. Um, to this uh, appeal by the NFL. For the folks that are up in arms that the that the NFL is allowed to appeal this and are saying, "What the heck? This is part of the collective bargaining bargain process here." Blame right? the PA. That's what I've been saying. Blame 100%. the NFL PA. The NFL they agreed PA to this. signed off on this. They're the ones that said that hey, the commissioner or a designee can be the appellate, basically the like the appeals judge here, right? Um, so for all the, what was the point of doing the rigmarole with Sue L. Robinson? Well, that, that, that's the process. Now, uh, Watson and the NFLPA accepted the punishment. They made that very clear. And then the, the NFL is like, yeah, the discipline's not good enough now. So here's what happens with this appeal. And this is very important for people to understand. Okay. So here's the process. Under, if you're wondering what's going on, here we go. Under the, under the terms, the, the, the fact finding, uh, portion is already binding. What Sue L. Robinson found as uh, the findings of fact cannot be appealed or changed, okay, by either side. The only thing that's being appealed here is the discipline, the six-game suspension. Uh, let's not forget she ruled that Deshaun Watson can no longer be trusted to get his own massages, so he has to go through the team to do that. He's not allowed to have any adverse contact with law enforcement, and he has to maintain good standing as far as the conduct policy goes uh, going forward. That was those, those all... last two are true for every player, though. I understand yeah, that, Andy, yeah. but it's important to point all this out. That okay. it, was, it was a three-pronged discipline, not only a three-pronged guilty, 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 or I find that there was enough evidence to believe that you violated the policy in these three areas. It, she gave a three-pronged discipline, too. So those are the three prongs to the discipline. And that is what the NFL is going to be appealing. And usually, as we know, when the NFL appeals, the NFL usually in their processes here, the NFL gets what they want. So um, I think we're going to get an indefinite suspension um, that includes a fine. 
and Deshaun Watson will not be allowed to play football for the Cleveland Browns in 2022. Pause that thought, though, because now this is where the NFLPA and the courts are going to get involved. They will most likely file for a temporary injunction to allow Watson to play. Right. Now, I'm not a lawyer, and good God, ever since Jimmy Haslam bought the Cleveland Browns, I feel like I needed to go to night night law school because it's just the volume of crap involving legal and this football team from ownership all the way down to now the quarterback. Um, so Mike Florio wrote an interesting piece, uh, Wednesday afternoon in which he said that a temporary injunction would not get Deshaun Watson on the field until week seven. He'd still have to serve the six games. And Florio's reasoning was, and he's a, he's a lawyer. So like he, he, he understands the minutia that I don't. His reasoning behind his thought is basically the NFLPA then, to avoid that, they have to appeal the actual discipline that was handed down as well, even though they said they wouldn't do that. But since the NFL has appealed, Florio was basically saying, well, since you accepted the six-game suspension, that he's still going to have to serve that. You're objecting and getting trying to get the injunction in for the increased discipline. Does that make sense? Absolutely, so, absolutely. So his his point that he tried to make in his article is that uh, the NFLPA now needs to is basically boxed into a corner here if they want to get an injunction to allow Deshaun Watson to play in Week One while this gets all sorted out in federal court. They are better off appealing the discipline themselves and going back on them saying, we're going to accept it. Because again, as he said, if you've accepted the discipline of six games, you can't appeal that to a court. What you're appealing is if the NFL comes and says, Hey, we're suspending him indefinitely. He's gone for the year, et cetera, et cetera. You are going after that increased punishment. Okay. So my question for you then is, does the NFL PA need to, um, uh, appeal before nine o'clock in the morning. I, according to Florio, if they, they wanted to, to play week one, they, they would they need, need to, do to that. They, they they need to appeal um, to 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 make that happen. And um, if both sides appeal, then we're basically throwing out everything that she said. Well, we're we're throwing out the the decision, the discipline. the disciplinary decision. Again, the findings of fact, which included that Deshaun Watson was uh, in violation of the conduct policy in regards to conduct that qualifies as sexual assault as defined by the national football league. He violated the conduct policy under conduct that poses a genuine danger to the safety and well-being of another person and conduct that undermines or puts at risk the integrity of the NFL. Those three violations uh, in the finding of fact remain in place. And that's why I was saying earlier, Andy, about, under the terms of the collective see, bargaining yeah. agreement, the disciplinary process, that part is unappealable. You cannot appeal the findings of fact from Sue L. Robinson. Okay. You can appeal. Both parties get the opportunity to appeal the discipline. So I don't know if the NFLPA is going to uh, do that. Uh, I can tell you there was an NFLPA representative in Berea today. Hmm. Um, it did not have a, a comment at the time. 
uh, did not want to talk about the situation. I have a. Feeling By the way, who is they, the Browns rep now that JC? I don't know. I, I, I they uh, probably have to vote on it because yeah, they probably um, need to vote on it during camp. I would think probably that would make yeah. Sense. I I would think so. Um, at some point, I, I they practice on Friday. I am going to make a note, as a matter of fact, now that you bring that up, because believe it or not, with everything going on, it didn't dawn on me to inquire about that. So I'm going to inquire. I'm making a note right now to inquire. Normally, like I know in the baseball world, they've got to get together at spring training and, and elect yeah. uh, the basically what would be in uh, in the world of the of building well, trades it, or something like that. You've got to you've Berea, got to elect the shop the steward. They he's need a shop the main steward. Office. The guy that okay. was in Berea is from the main office. So, sure. um, and Deshaun was told after practice uh by team personnel uh also the fans were chanting uh that it's been what were they yelling? oh they just they just it's just you know basically you know the deshaun it's been they're appealing you know they're appealing the nfl's appealing that kind of oh, stuff oh, yeah. um but the reception for deshaun has been beyond overwhelmingly positive i've heard no booze i've heard i've seen no protests uh i have not heard anything derogatory coming from the fans you know, being yelled from fans. Um, it has been a basically validates what the Browns have thought all along that this, this doesn't matter. Like from a football perspective and a fan perspective, this does not matter one iota. Nobody's going to care as long as he comes in and plays well and wins. And we've already observed that in training camp. We already have observed that. I disagree. I think all of this matters. I think what he's been accused of is abhorrent. And, and disgusting. Um, Sue L. Robinson's findings of fact uh, basically aligned with my perception and thoughts on this entire situation, which validates that I was objectively looking at it and seeing, you know, seeing it with 2020 vision. Um, and uh, I, I just, I think this matters, but I also feel like, um, again, it's the NFLPA's fault for, Agreeing, agreeing to, to this CBA. process this yeah to process. me it sounds like the only way you you they, they would have to go back and blow up the cba to change the way this works well now. and she put in and they her, and the only way you're going to do that is you'd have to prove the cba was unconstitutional well which would take i mean you talk about years in court i mean she put in here basically hey guys um while i agree that this is an unprecedented situation that his behavior uh, based on the facts that were presented to me is uh, predatory in nature, et cetera, et cetera. He was, you know, using his position to recruit these women for a professional service while, while, you know, hoping to uh, turn it into a, a, a sexual encounter. Like th these were her findings. You're right, right. She basically said that you, if you want a harsher penalty, it's on you. A situation like then you need to, you need yeah. to put it and make it a policy. And that's why she went with the six games. So that's why. Um, so here's, here's my question. Stop right there. Because if it's not a policy yet, right now they're going to go back and write a policy and you doesn't it have to be approved by the NFLPA. And that's the, and that's, that's what it sounds like you're going to court over. If you're going to go to the court. sticky wicket with all this, yeah. that, and that's why, I have been kind of, it's not that I'm pro Deshaun here or I'm defending Deshaun. I'm pro what Sue L. Robinson ruled. I thought that she was very measured, very balanced, very thorough in her, in her report. And the six games that she came up with, like she explained the two guys that got eight games were, uh, 
accused of uh, domestic violence, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the third person that got 10 games, third player, like he was convicted or pled guilty to battery. Uh, you know, those are violent crimes. Right. And she did point out uh, that he is not only a, a first time offender as far as the policy goes, but he, um, how did she put it? First time offender, uh, cooperated in the investigation. It was, um, and I know we're splitting hairs, you know, sexual assault is, is violence. I understand and respect that, but she said that it, you know, it wasn't of a you know violent nature. His behavior right. was not of a violent nature. Um, so, I, I just I think that she tried to go right down the middle and say, you know what, it, it you guys typically do six games for stuff like this. So six games, going to bar him from getting any type of massage therapy on his own. That has to go through the club so that there's a su- you know supervisory process there. Um, and, uh, you know, and then just to reinforce, like you were saying earlier, the, the basics of being an NFL player, and that is abide by the, the conduct policy and you know, stay, stay out of trouble with law enforcement. All right. We got a lot more to get here. Let's take a quick time out and we'll come right back here. So again, it is a, um, what do we call it? Emergency podcast. Um, it's always game day in Cleveland, uh, dropping a little bit earlier than we do normally in the week because of the big news that the NFL has decided to appeal to themselves. I want to get more into the process. I want to talk about what this means for the Browns. Um, I mean, there's just so many different things to talk about. So Daryl, we'll come right back. We'll do that. If you like what you're listening to, uh, why don't you go ahead and hit the subscribe button? Uh, we love having you on board. And if you have any feedback, we'd love to hear it on Instagram or on Twitter at game day CLE. This is it's always game day in Cleveland back after this. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, a special edition as we continue on with the Deshaun Watson saga. Uh, Daryl, I just, so again, as we kind of pick up where we left off in the the first segment, so now we're looking at, again, with the process, the someone had till 9 a.m. on Thursday to appeal. The league appealed. And I think when they first put this in, no one ever thought the league would be appealing. It would always be the other side. So now we're questioning whether the NFLPA needs to appeal so that Deshaun might be able to get a temporary injunction uh, to play week one of the season. Otherwise, if they don't, then they are conceding the the ruling and saying uh, we're looking for an injunction in week seven. So that kind of makes sense, and that was from Mike Florio, and that makes perfect sense uh, from what he's saying there. I, I just, you know, Florio was on our show too, and he said something that really rung with me. If the league office and Roger Goodell, based on knowing what they know, and now the judge has um, – double down uh, basically on what they know by giving her ruling that if Roger Goodell wanted an indefinite suspension before and he wants an indefinite suspension today, why in the world would you think he doesn't want an indefinite suspension tomorrow? Like in what world would he not want to do that moving forward with the appeal? And, you know, you hear things all over the place. You're like, well, let's see if he decides he wants to go with this. And now, now we go to court. If, if the court even wants to take it, I mean, the court could look at it and say, you filed this and you've already hired a federal judge to determine your problems. Um, why are you wasting our time? Go listen to that. But I'm sure they'll find some federal court that will take the case somewhere. I mean, I, I, they can do it anywhere they want to. So they would file that court. Uh, they would file the papers in in, in that aspect. But I, I, it's just, it, it just, it, it all feels like this is going down that road. And then I'm trying to think of other, like, uh, you know, you hear dirty laundry. Okay, well, now if this thing goes to court, we're going to hear dirty laundry about the owners. We're going to hear dirty laundry about every player. And that might stop Roger Goodell or the NFL from maybe wanting this thing to go to court and coming back on this and saying, okay, $15 million fine, and we're going to up it to eight games. I, I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how Roger rules because I just don't – I mean, we're talking about the stiffest penalty in the history of the league right now. Because right now he's sitting at 23 games for conduct. Yeah, right? Well, but he didn't sit. Well, let's be clear. Well, I'm just saying he hasn't played for 23 games. If he gives back 10, if he gives back 10 million, that means he didn't get paid for last year. True? Well, I, I I understand, but she made it very clear in the report. I know. Last year was not discipline. So that he does not get credit for time served. So well, last if year, he would have settled the cases, he would have played in Miami last year. Well, I, again, I understand, but he didn't. Yeah. 
And I get it. It, it, it took him until if your aunt well, was your uncle. I know the whole story. I get I, it. It took him until the day before this came out for him to, you know, get to 23 of the 24 cases that were that went to, you know, civil court. I mean, remember, it was 25 and the one got dropped because the judge said that the plaintiffs couldn't, you know, could not remain anonymous right. in the filings and had to use their name. So that right. uh, that one accuser just dropped out of it. And and, and there's one accuser left. And I, I, you know, you wonder after the ruling, if the 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 parties that took the settlement are kicking themselves now. Well, and also remember that Tony Busby announced uh, the lawyer for the plaintiffs announced he was going to hold a press conference on Thursday. Right. To, I think, apply some pressure to the NFL, too, because they still want, I mean, the the plaintiffs want Deshaun to face severe penalty here from the National Football League beyond just the settlement that they receive. Right. Somewhere the Houston Texans have to be have to serve some kind of punishment for this, too. I mean, they settled with 30 cases and they supplied the uh, non-disclosures and facilitated uh, areas to have the massages. Well, I mean, I mean, and yeah, they settled. I mean, they settled. Yeah, I mean, that that is what was alleged in the, the lawsuit that Busby filed against them. And yeah, I think they settled that within like two and a half weeks, if my memory serves me correctly. Like, Did it, that tarnish the shield? You tell me. Did they tarnish the shield too? And I, but, and I think this is part and parcel to why the NFL wants the indefinite suspension, because a team had to settle thirty lawsuits that got filed against them. One of the thirty-two entities. Remember, the NFL is protecting not only the shield, Andy, but those thirty-two entities. We've talked about this in previous podcasts, and I kept mentioning right thirty. Texans thirty. The Texans settled with thirty, right? Not thirty 32, women, 30. right? Yeah, thirty. I kept mentioning the Texans situation poses an added problem for Deshaun Watson because it put one of the 32 entities of the National Football League in legal peril, okay? And the Texans decided to settle. Now, again, just for legal purposes, have to remind our audience that settlements are not an admission of guilt. Right. And in many, many settlements, that language is included in there. Um, but you know, they, they, they wanted to move on from Deshaun and get this wrapped up in, in their rear view mirror as quickly as possible. But I do think that the Houston Texans should, in the interest of being fair, should be under the same level of scrutiny as Deshaun Watson. I, I agree with you on that. I also wonder here as this moves forward, how many more cases will be filed against other players in the NFL? for situations that maybe they shouldn't have been in. Well, here's the other question. Because I mean, are we done are we done with accusations against Deshaun Watson? That's that I I, I and again, I'm not I want to be clear like I'm not asking that um to uh further criticize him or, you know, pile on him. I'm I'm asking that legitimately like are there uh, are there going to be more accusations filed? Because since they traded for him in March, right? I mean, it just was a slow drip. More cases, more cases, more cases, more cases. And then the settlements started coming. First, it was, you know, the batch of two. He did, I think, 20. I think he did a, a tranche of 20 settlements. And then he did those three, leaving the one remaining that is still scheduled to go to court, barring another settlement. Right. And 
and I think I said this on the previous podcast, I mean this sincerely, just from like a legal perspective, after reading what Sue L. Robinson wrote, like Deshaun made the right decision. Cause I know there's people that say, you know, because Deshaun has professed his innocence, said he has done nothing wrong. He feels he's done nothing wrong here uh, in this situation, which he's a hundred percent entitled to do, but you had a federal judge basically in the legalese, what, you know, in civil court way, right. It's the, what's the language preponderance of the evidence more, more likely than not you did this. I believe that's the civil in civil in civil. That's the civil threshold. Right. But that was also the threshold she used here for this proceeding. She used the civil threshold in this proceeding. So that being said, it's good. He settled those cases because I think this would have been ammunition in Tony Busby's, you know, pocket there you know do we know saying? what time busby's press conference is I, I i don't and i don't even know if he's going to continue you know, if he's actually going to follow through with that either because hmm. again remember there was two lawsuits he was going to add on to the pile and then all the and then all of a sudden 20 got settled and we never heard about those two additional lawsuits ever again so yep. I, I i don't i don't know and i mean that's and again i'm, I'm not criticizing busby like that is a good lawyer advocating on behalf of his clients to get the desired outcome. Right. All right, Daryl, let's get out of the courts here for a second. Let's talk about the Browns and, and what this, I mean, I, I've got a headache. I think everyone I else told has you, a headache. I, I feel I mean, like I need to go to night court. <laughs> all right. So let me, let, let, here we go again. We're going to go back around the circle on this one. Hey kids, big Ben. Um, do the Browns need to be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo again and trying to make a play for him? Do they need to start looking for other quarterbacks? Let's bring that up in the next segment. We'll talk about that coming up because, you know, now you're looking at another situation where if he does get the indefinite suspension, what are you doing at quarterback? It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for listening. We hope you subscribe if you like what you're listening to. And, of course, you can always join us in the conversation at game day CLE. This is It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Special Deshaun Watson edition, part 50,000. More after this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Thanks for joining along with us. We love having you on board, and especially if you're listening on the Odyssey app or where you get your podcasts. We're happy to have you on board. This is the first time you're listening. Hey, why don't you, you know, give us uh, some love. And give us some comments, even if you're bad, even if you hate us, even if you're like, ah, I don't like that Daryl Ryder. That Andy Baskin's a whiner. Forget about it. You want to comment? Knock yourself out. We'll listen. I just don't know if we'll implement your thoughts. 
Daryl, let's talk about the quarterback situation for your Cleveland Browns right now. Okay, set aside all the legalese that's going on with Deshaun Watson. Can they go into this season with the talent they have on this team with Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback for 17 games? If Deshaun Watson gets 17 games, I feel like I just had this conversation two weeks ago. Now we're right back there again. Yeah, we're back at it because there is a chance that Deshaun Watson may not be available when it might be Jacoby Brissett's show. And uh, certainly a lot of confidence in him. It was interesting listening to Anthony Walker uh, the other day. We had an opportunity to visit with him. Uh, he and Jacoby go back to their days with the Indianapolis Colts. And he you know, talked about, hey, man, uh, things were going pretty well uh, you know, uh, in 2019. I think they were five and two. And then just a bunch of injuries happened. And the whole season, you know, fell apart. They ended up, I, I think, finishing seven and nine that year. But when you look at Jacoby Brissett's career, uh, Andy, I, I mean, goodness, you look at the guys that he has, um, you know, had to fill in for <laughs> over the years, right? I mean, Andrew Luck, he had to do that um, uh, a couple of times. Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo's on that list, Tua uh, last year, and now Deshaun Watson. Uh, but Walker has a lot of confidence in him. Um, asked if, because remember I had been saying this is the best roster that uh, Jacoby Brissett's had the opportunity to play with. Anthony Walker is Team Daryl Ryder on that. He said, absolutely, uh, I think this is the, the best group uh, and talent. My early impressions of Jacoby. Okay. Got a lot of Baker Mayfield in him in the way he throws the football. Okay. Um, a lot of zip on it. Um. And I recognize we, have, we haven't seen everything just yet, but it comes in hot, and it comes in hot often. And there have been a couple of times where I, I look at it, and I'm like, yeah, need a little touch on that. Need to take a little bit off the fastball on, on, on that throw. So um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know that if Jacoby Brissett would constitute an upgrade over Baker Mayfield, which, right, this is the whole impetus of why we are in the position that we're in having the conversations we keep having over and over again is because they wanted to upgrade from Baker Mayfield. Um, and I just, I have not seen enough of Jacoby Brissett to fairly give uh, an, uh, a quality assessment of him. Um, but my early first impression is got a lot of zip on the football. Sometimes I think he needs to have some, some touch on it, but he seems to read the field pretty well, seems to get, get the ball out of his hand uh, rather quickly uh, when he needs to, but is his uh, success based on Kevin Stefanski now? Is that where we go yeah, with this? I, I think so. And, and the guys around him making the plays for him, right? Um, as opposed to leaning on like this, you can lean on Deshaun Watson to create for you. You know what right. I'm saying? Yep. I don't know if you can lean on Jacoby Brissett to create for you. And again, I say that acknowledging I've not seen enough of the guy yet. I've seen some of his games uh, over the years. Um, I've, I've watched him at practice. I just, I don't have. I mean, I I've just heard great things about him. Kind of a determination. A yeah, I, I've heard great things out of him as a teammate, but oh, Daryl, yeah. I, I, 
And I don't know, was it you that was telling us the other day? Josh Rosen hasn't really seen many snaps. And if you're looking for Rosen to be the savior here, that's not going to happen either. Um, how do I say this nicely? He's a third-string quarterback? He might not even be the third-string quarterback. Okay. Is he getting any reps? He got a, He's getting a couple of reps, and um, he ha, he has some catching up to do. I think that's a good way to put it. Is he emerging? That's what uh, when my kids came home from school in like second grade, they didn't, they were done giving out Fs. So if you weren't good in the in the society that wait, we wait, they don't like, give out Fs anymore. Uh, well, at their school, they didn't. But none of my kids had this anyway, so it wasn't that big a deal. But it, it, that one of the it was not applicable. It to was them. like it was like advanced, uh, Excel, held to the normal standard, and then emerging, which was the old F. I don't know. I missed something. Yeah, and you can see it on the side of the report card. And so then, because we can't, you can't have an F. So you're I'm, emerging. I swear I'm sticking you're to sports. Emerging. I'm going to stick to sports. I'm going to stick to sports. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> That's I just, what I'm saying. I, I, I've tried. I, 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 as you, as you talk about the new grading system in schools, I'm just, uh, okay, I'm just going to stick to sports. Okay, so should they go after Jimmy Garoppolo? Do they need to go out and try to get another quarterback? And I don't even know they have the assets to bring in another quarterback right well, now. Well, that's, that's kind of part of the problem here, right? I mean, You'd have to have give to somebody up. up. You'd have to give up Kareem Hunt. You'd have to give up. Let's see. I got to do the math. They have cap space. So would, would the – would the 49ers take the 2025 first round pick? Can you trade Would it? Is they... there a stepping rule in the NFL? Oh, there's no stepping rule. Okay. Uh, the Rams don't pick for until in the first round until 2035. And I think the last time they picked in the first round, they played in St. Louis. Um, it was a joke. You were supposed to laugh. I am laughing internally. Tough room. It Tough is. room. And uh, it's always game day in hey. Cleveland. Hey, tip your waiter. Yeah. At least you're not throwing tomatoes at me. Well, 2025. <laughs> so you give up your 2025, and you're going to have to and give up a maybe starter. some, maybe a second round pick. Or, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I just, I don't know what the Browns have to offer the 49ers that would entice them. I think it's something that Andrew Barry should make a phone call about. But if he hasn't already, and does he have to wait for the decision? That's my question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have. You have to wait. And then guess what happens? The 49ers got you bent over the barrel because oh, they know you need a quarterback. Bingo. And by the way, and by the way, what would the list be coming from Kyle Shanahan to say this is how you'll get him? I wonder Too if soon? it'll be a 32-point PowerPoint presentation. It is. Jimmy, here's my 32-point PowerPoint presentation on how you can These get Jimmy the Garoppolo. These are the 32 things that need to happen for you to acquire Jimmy Garoppolo from the San Francisco 49ers. Oh. Because these are the 32 things that are happening that want me to bleep out of here. Are we the only ones that are emotional about this whole situation? Just going back to the whole... Emotional? I'm not emotional about it. Well, I mean, yeah, if you got a headache, you're emotional about it. You're drained, right? We're no, emotionally I, drained I, I, by I, the story. I have a physiological disorder in which I have a headache and need some Tylenol. Again, I <laughs> ask I've you. I've been given a headache by all of this. My friend. It's not I, like, that's a, I, that's a, uh, That's a legit symptom that requires treatment. And by the way, I was trying again it's a rough room tonight i was trying to it tell is I, it is i'm just contemplating whether they you know sometimes when you yeah. get haircut they'll give you a scalp Christmas vacation always puts me in a good mood and you know like i said i feel like clark griswold 
holy bleep, where's the Tylenol? Because we're we're still talking about Deshaun Watson. We're still talking about the quarterbacks. I'm telling you, man. It's look, kids, Big (laughs) Ben, Parliament. Groundhog Day all over again. Where's Bill Murray? Uh, We drove through Punxsutawney on our way home. We we just drove through there, by the way. Did you? You know what I drove through during vacation? Hmm. Winter Haven, Florida. Oh, did you stop by Andy's and get a milkshake? I, I no, but uh, I was pointing out all the establishments to my parents that we'd used to hang out at and the green uh, leaf, if they're not uh, still under bankruptcy, which I still think <laughs> I get letters okay. from them. I got to say the chain of lakes complex is looking great. Somebody's still mowing the grass and tending. Is, to are the baseball field. fields there? I thought they're putting, they are, in. they are still there. The stadium is still there. I don't know yeah. what, you know, remember the stadium was kind of set back there, but it's, it's yeah. all still standing. I got to tell you, I, that the complex. I know we're t- supposed to be talking football here, but that complex in Winter Haven was so much more homey, so much more fan friendly, so much more um, just likable. Dump? Likable compared to Arizona, it really is a dump. It doesn't matter that it was a dump. I like, I, I mean, it was just, dump, it just and it seemed easier it really to get things done there. Dump. I don't know. I liked it there. I, I mean, is I, I didn't like the the venue itself. But I like the atmosphere. Yeah. And, you know, when they moved out to Arizona, they, it, it's a very sterile complex. Yeah, it's it very is. Sterile. Well, and they, so. and they share it with Cincinnati. But, but you know, back back to the Browns and, and off of Daryl Ryder's vacation. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, much more fun than talking about Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Um, I, I just I, – I think that if the league comes back and – Full year, indefinite, whatever. Then, yeah, I I think Andrew Barry needs to place a phone call to San Francisco. And again, that, that's nothing. I hear nothing but just like you were talking about earlier. I hear nothing but amazing things about Jacoby Brissett, both as a person, uh, as as a locker room guy, a leader, uh, you know, football player. A lot of belief in him. So may so while you and I sit here and say, yeah, they should absolutely call the 49ers and see if Jimmy G will come here assuming that Kyle Shanahan doesn't break off 32 reasons why he's not trading him to the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, I, I I think that the Browns really do believe that Jogi, Jacoby Brissett can make it happen. But you and I have been around the Browns long enough to know when the Titanic hits the iceberg, the boat is sinking. And that what happens behind Jacoby Brissett? There's a reason they're not on the board in Vegas right now, Daryl. Uh, yeah, I so it this is a very complex situation just from a football standpoint for Andrew Barry. Now, yeah. again, very clear, I feel zero sympathy for Andrew Barry. This is what he signed the Browns up for. So tough cookies, Andrew. I love you professionally. Nothing personal, but you're the one that brought it. You know, brought this guy here and and put the browns in this position as the gm with some help i'm sure from ownership yeah. signing off on it so well, it had to i mean they wanted to pay for it so. right I, I mean so in that regard i don't feel bad for barry or the browns but uh, from a football standpoint you look at the situation yeah i can i get those that want to sympathize with them with the you know being stuck between a rock and a hard place here but uh, what did Boris Johnson say? Them's the breaks. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, Daryl. So next time you want to talk about some football, I don't know if we can. How quick is this I thing going to happen? So. How quick is this thing going to happen? Do we know? Uh, I I don't. Know. I would think it, the appeal it, process it, is going to. Ha- I mean, 
it says it's supposed to be expedited. Yeah. I'll say this. I'll give you a couple quick training camp bullet points. Too. Okay, do that. Do that. I, okay. I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Go ahead. Great news. Amari Cooper back to practice on Wednesday. Good. Just missed a day. Kevin Stefanski, once again, true to his word, said he was going to be back soon. I would absolutely consider that being back soon. Michael Woods the second. Dude makes a play every day in, in training camp. Mm-hmm. He's off to a great, great start. Sixth-round pick. Really like what I've seen out of him. Positive. Where is he on the depth chart then? Well, two, three. Uh, no, he's still on the back end, but he's made a very good and impre- favorable impression here. Okay. Um, AJ Green right now is my favorite player to watch on defense. All Again, right. I like it. Every day, dude makes a play. Uh, on Wednesday, he made a couple of plays. Now, I try not to get too excited about the seven on seven and stuff. I, I really. It's the 11-on-11 11 11 that I really, really pay a lot of attention to because that's the closest thing to true game football is you're going to get, even when they're not in uh, the pads all the time. But he makes plays every single day, Andy, in 11-on-11, 11 11, and I think he could be a player to watch uh, not only through the duration of camp, but this upcoming season. He's having a very, very good start. So there are a couple of Tidbits. actual – football nuggets for you. Well, maybe we'll have something decided before the first preseason game of the year. How's that sound? Fair? We can only hope and pray. I hope so. But I'm telling Darryl, you, I don't think this is done even after the NFL uh, delivers their ruling. I, I really do believe that the NFLPA on behalf of Deshaun Watson is going to want to slow the NFL's role here and, uh, this is going to end up in federal court. That's just my prediction. Yeah, I just, I mean, it just seems to me like it's a waste of money going to federal court when you just have I, a federal judge. I, do, I don't disagree with you, but even Sue Robinson in her uh, findings said in a, in a very casual way, hey, you guys don't, while this is an unprecedented type of a situation, you guys don't have the policies in place for it. And I am going that could come back to bite the NFL a hundred percent. And, and she even put in there that the players have the right to know the punishment before committing the crime. I'm paraphrasing, but that's, that's essentially what she wrote. So if they come up with another random suspension, they're opening themselves up for more litigation. Right. And, and now, I mean, you could have a judge rule that the CBA is, not or is unlawful, right? I mean, that's kind of what you're talking about. No, that the, section. No, I don't think this goes well, to the CBA. This goes to the policy. That, well, well, that policy is part of the CBA, the, though. Well, but what I'm saying, I'm saying, the league asking for this severe punishment hasn't been outlined in the policy. Therefore, you know, you guys need to make it a policy before you just start arbitrarily handing down these, you know, this kind of discipline, especially well, doesn't, doesn't that undefin- discipline your owners? Well, that's yep. And and, 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 and keep that in mind now. It, and she brought I'm, that up too, right? She said, remember what I said them. earlier in the yeah. podcast about the procedures here, the findings cannot be appealed. However, any evidence presented in the record during the hearing is all fair game for the appeal. And guess what was brought up during the hearing, Andy? I know, but you can tell us again. The NFLPA brought up 
the fact that there is a disparity in discipline between the players and NFL owners and everybody, including owners, are supposed to be uh, under the same conduct policy and uh, guidelines and disciplinary uh, standards. That's about the only way I think Roger Goodell puts his foot on the brake. And just, I mean, because there was a part of me today that said, all right, well, maybe they want the appeal because there was no monetary value assigned to this. Correct. And that maybe not that I like, like if they come back and say 10 million plus or wherever they are there in two more games, I yep. think they should just run with it and say goodnight. 100%. Well, again, I'm, I am, I am team NFLPA on this all the way. I think that, uh, I think that, he should get the six games. Uh, do I feel like that's requisite for uh, uh, what she found? No. But again, those have been your policies. So if you want more stringent discipline, then you absolutely need to lay that out to the players in policy beforehand. All righty. It's always game day in Cleveland. Those dings mean it's time to go, don't they, Daryl? I think that was the doorbell. Time to say goodbye. I'm sure we'll have some other movement in this Deshaun Watson case. And when that happens, we will have another emergency podcast. But we're glad you're on board with us. We appreciate you listening. Daryl, final thought. My Tylenol is ready. Kids, Big Ben Parliament. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, produced by the outstanding and amazing Meredith Kane. Thank you, Meredith. We always appreciate you. Um, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to the podcast. Give us stars. Give us some feedback, whatever you need. But most importantly, please subscribe. And if you want to be involved in the show, all you have to do is hit us up at Game Day CLE. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. It's always Game Day in Cleveland. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.